0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and at them. come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them, no stopping him. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose, food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. He's the dancer with the answer. He's the judge as sweet as fudge. And the writer... Who makes life brighter? His latest lavish novel, The Paris Affair, is out now and strictly continues tomorrow on BBC One. So, with perfect tens for us, from us, Bayek. It's Anton Dubeck. Nice.
1: Come on. How are
2: you? I'm just happy to come in for that. I know. As lovely as it is to see you, but that is special. Listen, take your cut off. Yeah, I will. Um, Do you mind? You've
1: only just arrived. We've thrown you right on the air. It's nice though. I like it. You've got a lovely, um, what would that be? Uh, how, How, what is that? A dress coat. Nice dress coat. Uh, you've got a gilet on underneath yes. the dress coat. It's freezing out this morning. It's not that cold. <laughs> and you've got a, you've got a golf sweater on and you've got a t-shirt. You you've got the layers. of
2: layers. It's, it's all about layers. layers. <laughs> Apparently a silk layer is always very good. Do we know why? Well, because I, I think it's a natural fibre, you is see. Is that what it is? And it retains heat <laughs> or it make, it, ret- it can keep you cool. It's natural. If you go for thick layers, it sometimes doesn't work. Mm. So what you need are natural fibres, but a thin layer, like a silk. Like, yeah. Apparently a silk layer is very important.
0: If, you, if you're if you in a sleeping bag mm. and it's winter, uh-huh. yeah, have a, have a silk sort of sleeping bag inside the sleeping bag and it makes all the difference a double really? cocoon
1: yeah. it's very strictly this all this silky talk of layers strictly layered that's how strictly would layer. Oh,
2: that's, right, isn't that's it? exactly what right. we'd go for a layer of silk and a layer it's of silk. great secret. to see you man it's lovely you look to so see you. well thank you well i'm always delighted to see you
1: we're talking about time machines you know um would you rather have a time machine that goes forward or one that goes backwards you don't need one you just have a present you're, <laughs> you're the same man you're the same <laughs> you look good you look good anton de beck is in the house so he's written another book. How many is it now?
2: This is of this um, series. C- series. Yes, this is six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at these books. It's,
2: it's beautiful. This is your isn't it? sixth I book. love it. I, I have to tell you, this, this is, is big, the, proper books, the man. The joy of it is that after we did the first one, and then we, we talked about doing uh, more, and we decided that we we would continue with the story. Yes. It just was. It was like as you walk into the wardrobe and you open the doors and it's Narnia and you just you can see just go on and on and no one needs to die off some people need to die off but you can continue with the story that is the most exciting thing about it
1: Um Downton Abbey with dance, perfect says Santa Santa's come early Santa Montefiore
2: she's an absolute belter
1: yeah wow Um obviously you and Strictly and ballroom dancing mm. is associated with Blackpool Tower and it's on the front of the book <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a slightly more expensive version. It's That's the, the Paris Eiffel one. Tower, <laughs> That's the isn't Paris it? One.
1: Hey everyone, you've heard of Buckingham Palace. How about Buckingham to Paris?
2: You like that? Outstanding. Come on, now tell There th- are moments in that where ex- you I wish you'd said it. I wish I'd said that.
1: Uh, tell everybody why I just said that pertaining to this book.
2: Well, it's because it, this it's the continuing saga of the Buckingham Hotel. Yes, you see. And uh but in this novel we go back in time we 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 visit uh raymond our intrepid hero's past yes. and he where he sort of began and where he became raymond and that was set in the 1920s in paris buckingham
1: paris you see mm. that awesome. you paying attention it's
0: very good you yeah. could yeah. be I'm this make, good if you try i'm making notes
2: Okay. <laughs> Come on. and the And uh, so it was this one's set in 1941 and uh, we're in, in the middle of the, the war, and Raymond's gone off to Africa to fight Rommel and all that long. Not on his own. So. With other people. Say
1: again? With some other people, not on his own.
2: No, no, no. There are there are a number of other people, Yes. and um, one of them was a golfer called Monty. And <laughs> um, in another life, and but it gives us the opportunity to visit his backstory yes. a little bit. So we've sort of dual narrative this whole thing, mm. where we, we have him set in the in the early twenties, and we discover Raymond and the young Raymond, and he meets his great mentor Georges uh, Delamotte, and and also other people at the time. But as he's away, somebody <laughs> comes in to. To the story Oh so good. So good Somebody comes in the story I was going to say, From hey, his past
1: I'm glad you've said Somebody Because that so, tells me uh, Not
2: to Don't know no. But right. what we also Have to work out Is whether he's A goodie or a baddie Because he said, Oh yes and no, Of course I grew up With uh, with Raymond I'm a, a very good Old friend mm. But no one's ever Heard of him Raymond's never Mentioned him Yes. And now we're In the middle of the war And everyone's Suspicious about everybody mm. So we have to Get Raymond back from Africa to sort this situation out. Is it a good or bad thing? But the, it, it's it been lovely talking about Paris in the 20s. Because, of course, uh, the first ever world championship of ballroom dancing was set in Paris in about 1924, won by the one, the great Victor Sylvester, the great band leader, Victor Sylvester, who started off as a ballroom dancer.
1: Yeah, and so did Raymond cut his teeth there. He may well have done.
2: Mm-hmm. Ladies and germs, boys and girls. Mm-hmm.
1: What I love about this is, I wish you could see Anton here, because he's dragging things in like... Um, what's his name, does Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh. oh no, not Mission Impossible. What's the one The one Minority Report. Minority Report. You're dragging things in from the ether, for, from the universe itself, all these different contingent components of this particular story. Um, it could be complicated and complex, but the way you describe it is so beautifully simple. It has a pattern. It has a shape. It has great storiography to it.
2: Something. <laughs> It's the second brilliant word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, and it is for me. It is like choreography. Choreography. I love that. I just invented that it's word. Stephen yes.
1: Fry was in the and it's rubbed off a little bit. I've got to be honest. It's
2: genius. But that's that's how I I do. What I want people to do, the same way as you would listen to a song, and you immerse yourself in the song, and it, it, the lyrics move you, the the yeah. the melody you will move it, you. you. You do, and the same as you would do if you watch dance, whether it's a three-act opera or it's a huge ballet or whether it's a, a minute and a half of something on Strictly Come Dancing, whatever it is I, I want to, f- I have that, that wonderful feeling that you get where you, I, I, I just, I use the word immerse yourself in it and it just sort of takes you over. I want this, I have the same feeling about the novels and the story and I want you to be able to open the pages and step in, a bit like Mr. Ben where he walks into the changing room with oh, a hat on and he, and he looks around road. and he goes, oh Festival Avenue. Hello, I'm I'm in I'm in nineteen forty one and what's that over there? Oh, it's the Buckingham Hotel? Oh perhaps I'll go in for a coffee. Yeah. And you and you're in it. And it's all going on around you. And that's that's a feeling I have when I do these books.
1: See it, it's screaming out for its own TV series, isn't it? It's screaming out for it. I, I mean, it says so. here, look, Downton Abbey with dance. Come yeah. on, everyone. Come on, everyone. What, what's there, there what's must the have, hold up? There must have been conversations, hasn't there? Well, I, uh, as far as
2: I'm uh, aware, we, the, the conversations have been had, but I, I would really love it to get dramatised in some way, shape or form, whether it's the BBC or Netflix or whomever. But I would love somebody to take it on because I think it's lush and lavish and wonderfully... Um, set and I think it would make for a brilliant either continuing drama or maybe a wonderful film or something like so that. T- I think it would be brilliant. Tilly,
1: he read this one on our behalf. Yes, she. I said, "Does anybody get killed?" She said, "Not so far. She, not as far as she's read up to." Mm-hmm. Okay, well, just uh, we'll <laughs> take that as it sounded. As it sounded.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've read a bit as well, yeah. and th- it's it's quite there's quite a juxtaposition, isn't it? Because there's lavish. Ballroom yep. loveliness exactly and then there's the war
2: yeah exactly so you've you have this situation where the two worlds colliding but it if you um it's firstly it's not a dancing novel It, it dancing is in the novel it's of its time in that regard yes. people danced the first ever dance we, we did in those days or in sort of during the first world war is would be the foxtrot because it's a walking dance so you didn't have to learn choreography and you'll see people walking together is because that, you why? go is off to outcome? you go off to war and then you you may not come back so you don't want to suddenly learn you'll take three weeks to learn a waltz or something so the foxtrot is a, is basically a trotting dance but it's to sort of music of that that time signature I love it when you explain stuff like this and it is and that's and that's what you would do you go to the you would go to the the officer's mess or the do's or whatever it would be and you would dance with somebody because you could walk if you take for example there's two variations basic standard variations in the fox truck called the feather step and three step they basically consist of six walking steps in a straight line right? Now that you go in line with your partner, which means you step between her feet or you might step outside her feet. But that's the only intricacy about it. There's no sort of big spins or turns. And if you're dancing to a, a classic piece of sort of we would call it swing music. Now, in those days, it would be big band. Um, you would be walking across the floor, forwards and backwards. And it is the most incredible thing because there's this old dance called Josephine Bradley a pioneer of ball and dancing, she would say, my dear, she said, if you can't walk together, how can you possibly dance Oh, together? come oh, on! Nice. And it, you'd spend hours walking up and down the room. Don't, it was just don't run before
1: you can walk, don't yeah, dance before lovely. you can trot. Exactly. I love that, the old fox trot. So, because now we play walking football as we as we mature even more in years, the age of 57, you can play walking football. So we could call it trot ball. Trotball. Or foxball. 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 You gotta be careful with that.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so is that the
1: so on Strictly, for example, mm. is that the most achievable the foxtrot for most people would you say because of its because of its heritage
2: well in its very basic form yes i mean people always go oh the waltz is very if i well, don't do the waltz it's an easy dance Well, actually the waltz is very difficult because you close your feet you see you'll do for example you'll go forward side together and then you use do the other foot
1: forward side together close your forward side together one more
2: forward, forward side, side together, together. nice you can now do the walls but if you carry on use the other foot you might use the same foot twice disaster you never use the same foot twice but because you close your feet it's very difficult to remember which foot you've just used it's just a thing but fucks of course the feet pass you don't close your feet that's why it's so much easier to do okay you see there you are you up to speed I
1: think so yeah the waltz is the what but the waltz is about core as well
2: isn't it posture, posture. everything to do Which with is posture. itself about core yeah exactly i mean the i mean they used to talk a long time ago about the alexander technique do you remember all yeah, that, that, sort of, that that was a big precursor deal. to sort of pilates etc et and it was all, all basically about core but it's fundamentally about posture and aligning up we used to call it blocks of weight so you have your head and your, sh- your ribcage and your hips and your knees. So you'd have these sort of building blocks of the anatomy and you'd have to line them up properly so everything is carried in the correct way. And you talk about rolling the shoulders down, but you don't have to pinch them back. You just roll down. But the head has so much to do with it. It's the way one carries one's head, okay. which is sort of... Really, because it's the furthest thing away from the floor. It also has the most amount of weight. Yes, and does. if you think about something on the end of a pole, if you starts to sway, yes. everything else follows. Oh, my so you must align your head correctly to give you good posture. Oh,
1: you oh, another good. Round of, control a round of applause oh. for this. This is good everyday juice. <laughs> Anton, that is amazing.
2: This is a great class, yeah. thank you. We know thank that you. if
1: you tilt your head forward a couple of degrees, it yeah. increases in weight by. A thousand eggs
2: becomes a side load as opposed to a center load. You see,
0: good, man. Really
1: good. It's
2: like a bag of shopping. If you have a bag of just a bag of shopping, you've got a a loaf of bread in a, a, and if you put it out, if you stretch your your arm out to the side, it's very difficult to hold that bag of shopping there for a, a sustained amount of time. If you bring it in and hold it against your. Dressed with a bench here as well, with the old fashioned. Exactly. In. You can hold it there for a much longer time. What's the dance so, that we could do that most so in? So, this one here, oh, yeah. this could be great for a salsa, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course. Right in there, all that's sort right. of close, a little shimmy. <laughs> Magnificent.
0: This is so. So, when I play golf, sometimes I just I imagine Ernie Els, By the a, golfer. Golfer yeah. to golfer, yeah. yeah. To golf. um, and I just imagine his swing, and I just, yeah, I, oh, that's my only swing thought. I'm Ernie Else. Yeah, easy. Yeah. When I'm not playing golf, Anton, so for yeah. the rest of the time, yes. So most of the time, yeah. I will just think, I'm Anton Dubeck and I'll have your posture.
2: Do that, well, and I, because it's really important. Posture is so important. You get lots of problems of uh, uh, bad backs, bad necks and stuff, and it's just alignment, invariably.
1: Can you just show us your stance in golf? So can, I'm, you, stance can you address in the ball? So I'm going to You're on the, the first ball. at
2: Wentworth. First at Wentworth. Yes. Come <laughs> on. So, there you are.
1: It's the BMW Pro app.
2: So I let everything hang naturally.
1: Look at that. Look at that. I mean, I'm in that
2: position now. See that? Yeah. So the arms hang naturally. The hips are just bent. The knees bend forward. The hips bend backwards. Yeah. I don't round my back. Don't I just, back. I don't keep I it. Don't, you could, could I, you? I just, and then I just look towards the ball. Yeah. But and i, I, and I just Shh. very relaxed. Here we
1: go. On the tee. Hunt on the back.
2: And then I turn. But I keep everything connected to my centre. Get to this position here. And then I rotate back.
1: Oh my God! Look at that. 300 yards. He striped it down the fairway. It's slightly to the right, but he'll be happy with that. It's the perfect approach position for getting on the green in two. I think. I think he's staring down the barrel of an eagle.
2: So I got very excited then. Oh, I tell you, what, the Open Championship's got your name all over oh it. Oh, my gosh,
1: I'll tell <laughs> Take you. Take care
2: from Peter Alice. So Learn.
1: we all like to do things that are good for us. Mm. Well, we think we do. Yeah. But we only usually do them if we have to. So I turn my good for me's into my have to's. And then I, if I have to do the good for me's enough, they become a habit. And then I find them easier. And the easier I find them, the more I continue to do them. And then... I find it harder not to do them than, in fact, do them. Why am I saying all this? So you're not dancing on Strictly anymore, but you still look as fit as a fiddle. Now, you don't need to stay as fit as you used to when you were dancing on Strictly mm. every week. Uh, how is that? How fit are you really? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about?
2: I do. In actual, I do. And th- then it sort of becomes... Because you looked at me as if you didn't. <laughs> no, know, no. I know. All of that, I I believe all of that to be lifestyle. Right. I, I fundamentally believe that you you are what you eat. You are what you you are how you are. You what are what you
1: consume, and it's not just food. It's
2: entertainment. It's, it's books. It's <clears> the air. It's the way you stand. The company you keep. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so I've uh, I'm still touring, and so I'm still dancing all the time. Yes. But um, but in what you say, I absolutely agree with you because. It, the more you do it, the easier it becomes, classically, of course. Now, I stand the way I stand because I've always stood like that. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for me to slouch. Yeah. I, I, I mean that sort of loosely, of course. But, um, and then, and because of that, it, I don't if I slouch to my oh, oh my back's aching today Yeah, well, it's because I'm just sort of slouching yes now that can be the opposite for most people who don't have great posture they end up with they go oh it's really uncomfortable to stand up nice and straight I love it yes, well that's because it's not normal so it is it, whatever you do becomes the norm But can't and that's you, really important
1: can't you very slowly without noticing because you're not dancing on telly and that is no. a different kind of pressure and you do not want to let yourself down ever because you're a, total pro and you hopefully always give people you over deliver which is what you, that is your that will be on your gravestone he over delivered um but i don't know why i'm talking about your passing it's not something i, have to <laughs> I think a uh, thought but it's not the same so how do you know that you're still there because you do look fantastic still do you know what i mean
2: yeah absolutely but as i said before i, I i'm still sort of touring and everything so right. i know it's not the same though is it? it where it's sort of do you know, it's different On Street Come Dancing It's a short period of time And oh, it's very intense I see, I see And so you're doing it For many hours per day When, when you're on tour You're out for a longer period of time And you're doing it To a higher standard You know, with the best will in the world I'm dancing with celebrity oh, ladies yeah. And it's quite I mean, the, 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 the choreography Can be quite uh, technical And can be quite complex but only to a level. No, you're right. I Because the people that. you dance with don't have a great I technical about ability. I about it. So Sorry. it's so when you're dancing professionally, you, you are still dancing at a much more, higher level. So
1: when you say it's equal in its own way, then those. Two yeah, things.
2: it sort of levels itself off, and I'm doing it long more. And my greatest fear, come on, is yes. that I'll dance with somebody uh, uh, because am It's uh, you know, if if we're gonna if we're gonna share and be honest right now, I'm 57 years old, so. I I dance with a a lot of people who are much younger. So I dance with, I mean, for example, the ladies on my tour at the moment, they're all in their 30s. So I don't want any of them to ever look at me and go... We're having to make allowances oh, for Oh, yeah, I don't want... Oh, I, I feel a bit uncomfortable with you lifting me, actually. I don't know. Right. This, I, I never want that. So I'll... Because I'll, that's going to feed into the performance. Yeah, and it? also, and I don't want anyone to feel... I want everyone to... I want, and this is maybe an ego thing, but it's it also sort of a pride thing. I want, when somebody dances with me, to go, that's the best experience I've ever had. Great. And because of that, I strive, and I continue to work on my technique, and I continue to work on my fitness, and I continue to work on my what my old teacher used to call my partnering ability. So I make sure that the partner I dance with is having a a lovely time and enjoying the moment because otherwise I'd be mortified if they went, oh, no, I'm not sure I want to do that with you.
1: Do you you have anything like a seven-minute workout that we could tell people at home, you know, the most useful thing you can do is this for a stretch or for posture or for core or... or...
2: Yeah, I mean, this is the one stretch that people don't do and that's your hip flexors. You must stretch your hip. Everybody stretches. So, for example, everybody's stretching hamstrings. They will bend forward, stretch hamstrings, or they stretch their back, which is not really
1: good for you because also that can be worse for your hamstrings than good for you.
2: you? you, Well, you because we spend a lot of time sitting down, one thing or another. You must stretch the front bit in order to release the back bit. And
1: also, you can't stretch your core muscles, so you have to warm up. Exactly.
2: So this is a very quick. Uh, stretch that everyone can do. So just sort of lunge forward. We'll do it from here. Can
1: you just show me where the hip flexors are? Cuz my wife talks about them all the, the time. I don't are, really know what uh, she's at talking the about. The
2: front of the hip what pelvis. Is
1: it the fascia? No, they're
0: they're, no. they're muscles. Okay.
2: The, so you are the, you think your pelvis if you square the front of your pelvis off so it's flat. Right. The top of the thigh Into the sort of abdominal area, there's that area there which creases when you sit. That's the the hip flexor. You've got to stretch those out. So as you stretch those out, you release the lower part of your back, where all every. Think of the lower part of your back into your hips as sort of Waterloo train station or London Bridge train station, where all the those are all your nerves and all your sort of neurological pathways. Exactly. Periformis is what we're Exactly. So you've got to stretch that front out. So you make sure your feet are straight, your knees are straight, you lunge forward, and then you just gently lower yourself into that front leg, keeping your body up and your head up. And if you want extra stretch, you lift up the same arm as the leg that's back. So my right leg is back, my right arm goes back, and then I just... Lift it and pull it backwards towards my back leg, and then you should feel a stretch oh through God, yeah. your th- mm. through your psoas muscle at the front of your the, <laughs> the one that goes from the back round to the front into <laughs> the <laughs> pelvis and your hip flexor.
1: Yeah, come on! There you are. How was that? Because they were all doing it behind the glass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can,
2: Thank we, you. can we
1: hear it for stretching, please? Let's hear it for stretching. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you know who the great advocate of stretching was? Two people. Two, my two great heroes were great advocates Stretch of stretching. Stretch Armstrong and Fetch Armstrong. They're both of those, but two others. Fred Astaire, Bruce Forsyth.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, Bruce is the man.
2: Mm.
1: Whenever, I've told you this before. Mm. Whenever I stood next to Bruce, was, on many occasions, because um, I was very fortunate to know him a bit, um, and if I put my arm around him, which we did a lot... Even right into his eighties, he had the strongest back. He was
2: a very strong man. And Big, he was strong, bolt upright, upright, wasn't he? Mm. We had a lovely day once. A lot of people won't know this, but we had a lovely day once uh, uh, many years ago, and we played. And I apologise for the golf reference, but we played golf uh, at the at the PJ Championship. Uh, Vassal's knows about that, and we played in the pro am on the Wednesday. And this is one of my fondest memories. We had a day of, it, I played you played, and Brucey played. And we had the lovely Paul McGinley as our pro. And it was about four and a half, five hours of the loveliest time that I'd had on a golf course with you, magnificent you, great hero, Brucey, and the lovely Paul McGinley. <laughs> Happy days.
1: Not terrible, is it? I mean- <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you to the for that. Thank you, for thank that. you thank universe you. for that every day. I'm gonna add that to my morning prayer. Mm getting longer, my morning prayer. my, oh, yeah. my <laughs> know, list of gratitude. To to I'm more, and more <laughs> yeah. enough words. And the following year, it's you It's because you don't write it down. All I, those trees.
2: Uh, I played with Bruzy, Russ Abbott. Me and a Spanish golfer called Gonzalo Fernandez Castano, who had no idea who Bruce <laughs> <he> was having <laughs> me were. And was this was the longest five hours of his entire life. <laughs> I felt quite sorry for him, really, but it was a lovely day.
1: I see Rustan again in Portugal, and I used to see him um, in the Caribbean. We don't go there anymore, but he's got a place there. He lives there, doesn't he? Mm. Um, always has lovely. time for everyone. Yeah. Always has time for everyone. Photographs, lovely, anything you want, a chat. Lovely. Yeah. Proper legend Old school like Mate you're, you're a ledge You're a your ledge nowadays beauty. You're a ledge Come on How about that Anton Dubet The Paris Affair Book number six Okay and more on the way I would imagine Yeah sure? absolutely is it, every, is it a Christmas thing now uh,
2: Yeah I, it is I'm going to do I'll do it uh, every year This time of year Because for two reasons One because Because uh, 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 it works Pete, for Cliff it, Yeah exactly
0: And Michael Bublé
1: uh,
2: Exactly <laughs> And <laughs> I love it I have to tell you I just love yeah.
0: it Well this is I mean
2: this is This is have
0: christmas right have yep. christmas and enjoy your christmas and then boxing day when you're just thinking oh what now right a little bit of a turkey sandwich sit down glass of red wine this book Can this, I just... this book will take you from boxing day to new year okay. very nice even in
1: Mauritius where you're going
2: yep okay i bet Seems you don't take it exactly for the place for it
1: i would say a glass of port oh cuz the lady's dress on the front is more for me it's mm. it's screaming port over red wine but, you know, I don't have to be in control as long as this under control.
2: <laughs> this is under control.
1: <laughs> you are under control. Oh, Thank control. you, Anton. Uh, we haven't really talked much about Strictly. Give us a minute, if
2: you don't mind. Uh, I think it's a great year. I think it is uh, a, a, a interesting year because you, you're getting different leaders at the top of the leaderboard every yeah. week. And everyone's, people are having good weeks and bad weeks. And people are making mistakes this year, more often than they were in the past as I re- sort of remember And which makes it whole thing a bit volatile Exciting
1: Is that because they're spending too much time on Instagram do you think? I think that and they've <laughs> been all pes- been reading my new book. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's your fault. All right, well, give my love to everybody at Stringly, as always. Happy Friday, Chris and the team. Don't you just love Anton? Beautiful explanations, and I shall take them to the dance floor. Bravo, Anton. Keep doing what you're doing, says Denise. Abby says, lucky enough to have a group dance lesson with him at the Malvern Show a few years ago. What a oh, lovely man. The lovely, Malvern lovely. Show. How did your Edinburgh thing go? The Fringe? Yeah.
2: Oh, it was extraordinary. What was did you do in
1: Edinburgh for people who don't know and had did it Oh, I
2: did my. It was. A, it, we did an afternoon. We had an afternoon show. We did an afternoon with. So was, you only get an hour. So it was like the greatest hits. So we did some singing, we did some dancing, and we did some chat, and it was just wonderful. Did you pack him out. I packed him out, and I've never done it before, and I didn't know what to expect. And it's and you know it's a brilliant, brilliant festival. Oh, I've been many
1: times. I love, I love it is, and
2: it's it's the number one arts festival in Europe or the world. The but world. because it's not scattered, I mean it's it's a big festival. But because it's you can go and see lots yeah. of things. It's so cool. It's isn't it? so well it done. Really,
1: if you tried to pitch the format to somebody brand new nowadays, they'd say no chance. They wouldn't give you the light of day. No. But it just works because it's grown that way. By the way, quick while you're talking about that about legendary things, that, live events that happen in the UK, and there are many of them. Did you hear about the Glastonbury sale last night? So yesterday on the news, we were talking about um, the fact that Glastonbury tickets went on sale. We're going to go on sale last night, and in the afternoon they postponed the sale until November the fifteenth, I think. So late in the day, but so dramatic. Nobody cares. It's just like it's just the mm-hmm. the sort of the fever and the, the salivation, the anticipation is uh, over uh, only more greater for it.
2: I <laughs> mean, it is.
1: They haven't announced anybody who's going to be there. Exactly. Nobody cares. Everybody
2: knows one thing. Yeah. They want to go. They
1: want to go. That's it. Uh, There is all the talk about Madonna, isn't there? Oh, is there? Yeah, there's all all the talk about Madonna. Before you go... Anton,
3: mm-hmm.
1: would you rather have we play? Would you rather on the show now? Yes, yeah, of course. We, we love it on a Friday. Would you rather have a bath in the washing water or wash your dishes in your bath water? Dishes in the bath water every time. What about the dishes in my bath water? Well, no. Okay, fair enough. Uh, would you rather have potato mashers for hands and legs or a large potato for a head?
2: Some might argue. <laughs> <laughs> not what other people would want. What would you want? I'd have the potato for the head.
1: All right. Um, would you rather have the loudest snore and the best sleep or no
2: snore and the worst sleep? <sighs> I'm r really, I am I can not stand snores, but of course you don't know if everybody asks you one never snores, does one? Yeah. I'd I'd have a snore and a great sleep. Yeah, I would as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be alone, mind you. Yeah, because if
1: you, if you had no snore in the worst sleep, you'd be so grumpy all day. You'd yeah. be more annoying than horrendous. Do, yeah. if you were snoring and you're not snoring. Which but you is, don't know you snore, do you? Anyway, happy Christmas. And to you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Anson de Bec, The Paris Affair, Sunday Times bestselling author. Book six, out now.
3: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
0: Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra.
3: This is going to be something I'll remember. and That's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past.
0: And James Bay. On, don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash UK. Many people play the guitar, but only some people slay the guitar and Woo-hoo! our next guest is one of those people. His new album Spirit Power, the best of Johnny Marr is out now, so please welcome a guitar hero who never leaves you fret bored. We always knew he'd go far. He's Johnny Marr. All right, Johnny. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Welcome
1: to the show. Uh, I know you have this album out. It's great. I was sent the single yesterday and I said, can I have the album? They sent me the album in the afternoon. Good. Spirit Power out today. JohnnyMarr.com. Uh, tickets on sale now for a tour. You've got it all going on. This is the greatest hits to celebrate the first 10 years of your solo <laughs> career, which suggests there may be more.
3: Oh yeah, well, too late to stop now, Chris. <laughs> too late to stop now. Can't do anything else. Ten years away. It's, um, it's flown by. How's
1: it? How's it been? Reflecting on your sort of your debutant decade mm. as a solo
3: artist. You know, be- it has been a little bit reflective. That wasn't. I wasn't planning on that. But when I put it together and I had to check the vinyl and I had to listen to it with all objectivity, uh, I got back from Glastonbury uh, and then late that night. Uh, I remembered that I was supposed to come up with the uh, all the all, all the stuff for the for the best of the, by the Monday, so I had to stay up late and go through it all and listen to it. And I kind of listened to it with a certain amount of objectivity. So I ended up texting the band in the middle of the night, just saying, "Congratulations, boys! You know, because it's kind of it's a banger, you know." Uh, so that was a pretty nice thing. Uh, I think I can listen to it. and Go. I used to have when I was a kid. I liked I had the the best of Blondie. And what was the other one that I had? Oh Changes One Bowie. And even though I had the other albums, I, I did like those best of albums. You know what yeah. I mean? They were, they were good. They were they were valid.
1: Well, when I was a kid I thought best of albums were albums. I didn't realise that there were other kinds of albums as well. You know, <laughs> right. it it's really little. Yeah.
3: You know. So and so if, if people have the same experience with, with my best of that they don't know the other stuff and maybe they'll come to it, but if they think it's a good listen then, I'm all right with that. Yeah, know. of
1: course you're all right with that. Well, it is a good list. It's a great list. Irish Times, um, two new tracks somewhere, and the answer will play somewhere in a bit. We'll play a bit of it because I want to talk to you more. We can play it when you're not here. We can't talk to you when you're not here because that wouldn't work with would it. Uh, <laughs> tested the influence of Mars stint supporting the Killers on tour last year. How was that?
3: Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, high energy. The thing with the Killers is that uh, their first song starts out like everyone else's encore. And then, and, <laughs> so true and then they just go up <laughs> yeah, from there well, right
1: they started a million miles an hour honestly and get quicker from there
3: i saw i was playing and then i came on with them every night and did a couple of numbers with them so by the time I, I came on it was like being strapped to a rocket it was yeah. uh, that was every night for about 30 odd shows so it was good good being around those guys and that kind of energy went into my a couple of my new songs definitely that kind of arena energy it's is quite infectious and it's good for you. It's good.
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's very, mo- it's 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 not moving as emotionally, but it's it's there's a lot of movement in it, isn't
3: it? Very stirring, I yeah. think. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Clever fellas.
1: List Forever in celebration of Johnny's 60th birthday. Generous Manny is giving us uh, the fans the gifts that we want. Firstly, the splendid coffee table book, Mars Guitars, and last week, the announcement of a 2024 tour in support of Spirit Power, which is great. How is it being 60, Mr. Ma?
3: uh well yeah I mean, i'm gonna lean into it i think
1: i think it's great i'm not 68 yeah. but I can't, I'm, I'm you're gonna get I'm you're gonna get into 57, it 57 i'm counting down i'm, I'm i'll I'm see you there
3: lean, I, the truth of it is right so when I, when i hit 59 last year i was like what uh how is this happening and so i've had i've had a year of sort of preparing for it and now i'm sort of like get over it you know what i mean Get get your yoga on, get your running I on. Know, you know so what you I got mean? got McCarney like to... at
1: the age of eighty-one, just announcing a new world tour. You got the Stones with a brand new album. cumulative age of like a thousand and six or something. We've we have we are still in in context. We're still young bucks.
3: Do you know what? As well, you can. There's certain kind of clothes you can wear when you when you're an older. <laughs> Person, right?
1: Oh, the fart!
3: You, no, I mean now there's a certain thing you can get you can get on. You know what I mean? And um, you, you, you don't have to try too hard, I don't think.
1: Well, so he yeah, said. You know, you don't have to try too hard. It's like learning to play the guitar and being like, you know, you are. It, it comes. Difficult things come more easily. They're still difficult, but they come more easily.
3: Yeah, I think that you, you in a way, maybe what you're talking about is being a little less antsy. You know what I mean? Just like a little bit more kind of oh, come day go, day out. You know, the, yeah. the, you know the, the the Chinese have a word for it, which is Wu Wei, which comes from Taoism, yeah. which is kind of just kind of go with the flow a little he's bit. He's not forcing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Alan Watts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's that's, the man for Wu Wei, right. isn't he? Wu Wei, yeah, it's a thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, in, out, deep, slow, calm, ease, smile, let go.
3: It, see (laughs)
1: that's where we are isn't it
3: that is where we are you're talking
1: about clothes it all started with clothes for you didn't it didn't you come down to london buy clothes and go and sell them back up in manchester again
3: that's what i did for that very the first guitar in that book that's how i made the money for that guitar yeah there was uh yeah me and my then girlfriend is now my wife we used to make a pilgrimage down to king's road every week or every second week without fail and um we just get a a bit uh, a wish list from my mates in manchester and we used to come down and pick them up and we charmed charmed the shops on the king's road to give them us for cost price and then we went back to manchester and sold them to our mates i used to shop in
1: affleck's palace yeah that was a still going place. oh my gosh <laughs> is it still going yeah
3: wow yeah m- m-
1: affleck's s- palace was this vintage is this vintage clothes emporium isn't it
3: that's right yeah yeah there used to be um Kensington market down when when I, when I were a lad yeah,
1: I remember that as well.
3: Well, there was a thing that back in the Smiths days, there was um, sometimes if if people if they if they dress up. I mean, I would say this because I saw this the other day for Halloween. Uh, this girl was dressed up like like me, and uh, they always wear the the black polar neck with the. I used to wear this diamante necklace yeah. over my polar neck remember. thing. Yeah, I used to get all of that stuff from Kensington Market. It was great,
1: Johnny. I love this book. Thank you. I love the album, but I adore the book. I really genuinely adore it. Honestly, yeah. i talking about it before to you off the yeah. air. I showed you my goosebumps. Yeah. It reminds me of some of my favorite car books, some of my favorite books about art. You know, that the, the photography of these guitars is wonderful. Thanks, yeah. And we were talking about sometimes form over function is not great. Um, sometimes they say function follows form. It can be the other way around. But if you have both in equal measure and you have your, your cup overfloweth with this platinum and this gold, then you get magic and then you get alchemy. And these guitars in this book are things of absolute beauty. We'll get onto that in a second or two. Yeah. But first of all, it started with a toy guitar, didn't it?
3: Yeah, a little wooden thing when I was five from a shop called Emily's that sold brooms and buckets in Ardwick Green in Manchester. Yeah, I was obsessed with, with this guitar that was in the window. My parents were... Um, they were like, he's, he's, he's nuts about this guitar, you know, <laughs> I don't know why, come we've got to get him this guitar, so I got that when I was five and I used to carry that one around, like, I used to carry it around like my mates used to carry around toy cars.
1: Yeah, or t- little tennis records or little kiddie golf clubs. Or sort of footballs and stuff yeah. like
3: that. Yeah, I used to take it with me. Your yeah.
1: first proper guitar was an acoustic guitar when you were eight. That's
3: right, Tell yeah. us about that. Well, um, because I was serious about playing, my dad took me down, down into town, um, well, and, um... I got this acoustic one that I could actually tune up, and by then it sounds bananas. But it surprises me even me with this. I used to read books about guitars and stuff, and even the word, the word chords. You know, a guitar chord. I used to think, what a, what a beautiful word it that is. It's a beautiful word. It's a such a good word, and uh so all the ephemera about guitars I was ready for before my dad even bought me that acoustic one, because I remember that all came. You know, what what a pickguard was. I'm mean, sure. People get a little bit this way about whatever, cars, skateboards, motorbikes. Yeah. But I was all in with every little aspect of the culture because back then, we're talking in 1971, 72, it was completely different than now because now every family, every household has either had a guitar in it or knows someone who has had a guitar. Your yeah. neighbours got one or your nephew's got one. But back then they were really quite elusive. They were difficult objects to to find for working class people. And someone reminded me the other day that, um, I must have said it in my other book, but uh, I I knew of every guitar that was within a 10 mile radius, 15 mile radius in South Manchester. I knew the name of the person who had that guitar. This one guy was called Keith Stringer, another guy was called Jimmy Anderson. I remember the names now, right? And they were usually older boys. They weren't my mates, but I just made it my business to know where those yeah. guitars were. I've always been like, you know, this idea, you know, those like old women who like hoard cats, <laughs> <laughs> like no one
1: cats and hoard cats.
3: <laughs> no one's gonna love you like I love you. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of stuck with me to this day, really,
1: mate. Just hearing you talk so affectionately and fondly about (laughs) about these guitars, you're so right. And it's in the book, the story about you going to see, you know, bands playing at weddings because they've got guitars and you can get close to a guitar. And there was acoustic guitars, which were few and far between, but then an electric guitar. I mean, come on. And then an amplifier that goes with the guitar. And, you know, you buy your first electric guitar. And they do say, don't they, that Alan Watts says this as well in one of his uh, stories. He says, you know, if if you want to be rich because you want to inhabit a certain world, imagine you are and inhabit that world anyway. And you did that with guitars because you couldn't afford a guitar. So you went to work in a guitar shop that had the kind of guitars you wanted to be near in it.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, you just inhabit that world, really. I was 11 when I started in that shop, uh, which is nuts. He, um, because they couldn't legally afford to pay me. The manager, his name was Duncan. I also remember him. He... Um, he, I used to go and get his cigarettes. He knew I wasn't going to leave. I was going to be hanging around that shop for five hours minimum, right, every Saturday. So he, he was kind of amused by me and I wasn't such a bad kid. So he was just like, oh, right, go and get me a bacon sandwich. Go and move those boxes. But he didn't pay me. But what he did do was that he um, I, I realised how this was a bit off. He said, well, I can't pay you, but what I will do in payment, I'll give you discount on whatever guitar you want to buy in the shop. Now go and get me some cigs. So it's kind of like a win-win, yeah, yeah, win. Yeah. but I wanted to just be you around. You care, man. And back then it was all usually boys who were in those shops. I wanted to be around the older boys and listen to their conversation, why they wanted to play that. And, you know, oh, it's because Mick Ronson plays this one or Richie Blackmore plays that one. I was just all in yeah. completely. It was and it's
1: not a sacrifice if you want to do it.
3: A hundred percent. Footballers are like that. Yeah. You know, you look back, I was talking to Jack Grealish, a couple of years ago about this whole thing we're talking about uh being a teenager standing in the rain on a wednesday night you know be teenage boys you know you old girls you know you your mates maybe going down the pub or going to parties and those sort of things and you skip all of that that looking back other people might consider a sacrifice and you're missing out yeah but you you just really want to do it i mean yeah. when did you start at piccadilly radio yeah, One well, of, well I, start, 16 or I started
1: before I started because I, when I was listening to it, I I just imagined the whole time I was there anyway. So you you just exactly there.
3: that's the Alan Watts thing.
1: Yeah, I know. and I was yeah, of course. And then I was a news agent, you know, five o'clock in the morning, up at four, in the shop at five, working till nine or ten, go home and have a kip then back for the evening papers, four till seven, then in the car, then to Manchester, then working anywhere, like around the guitars, around the radio station. You know, I used to walk around it before I got to go in it and work for nothing. Yeah. But it didn't matter. I don't I don't think I slept for like five years.
3: Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You don't sit, but as an adult, a different vantage point, you look back and you go, oh, it is actually sacrifice because a couple of my pals, well, all my pals really, they were in my, one of my bands, whether they liked it or not. At some yeah. point, right? And a few weeks into it, or a couple of months into it, they stopped turning up to rehearsals. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't be. Oh, Johnny's a bit full on, but they, they, they would have seen seeing a sacrifice. Yeah, I didn't. I just saw way. it as like cracking on and getting better. You know. So yeah, man. I've been very lucky. When I even want to think about this stuff, I've been. I feel very, very, very lucky not only to be uh, to have made a living out of it, but just to have had. the... Um, had that passion, I think.
1: But for me, reading your book, Thanks, is, yeah. is, it's the stu- you know the fact that you're such a student. You know, you're a connoisseur now. Of course, you are, and you're a master. You're a maestro. You're a guitar hero. But you remain a student
3: all the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love that. I'm learning something. What get? In all honesty, what makes me feel good when I wake up in the morning is is the thought of practicing. Yeah. Seriously, if I can get two hours of practising, in, I guess maybe tennis players are like this or whatever, but it's becoming, I don't know why, but it's becoming even ever more so important to me right now. You know, just the idea of practicing because uh, just just for pleasure yeah. And, and expertise, I have this thing about expertise uh, is something you can get for free. You don't have to be famous for it. You don't have to make money. Anyone out there listening to us talking... It's there for them if they want to be an expert in whatever they're interested in, especially with the internet now. You can go and do it. And when you put your head on the pillow at night, you go, right, I am an absolute expert. <laughs> and no one can take it away from they you.
1: They can't. They can't. The thing about the guitars that you talk about in the book, and from the first guitar on the first page, the Gibson Les Paul, you... you. Um, they were always older than you. These guitars were older than you. (laughs) Do you know what I mean by that? So you buy a football, it's brand new from the footy shop, you know, or you buy a pair of boots, they're brand new. But these guitars always had a life before you.
3: That's true. They were
1: always your seniors, your sages, your wise men and women. And so already there there was a teacher you were holding a teacher in your hands and sometimes you buy a guitar and it has a smith song in it you say
3: yeah yeah
1: come on what how great is all this johnny
3: yeah it's amazing you think when i when i was starting with the book the very first idea was the impulse for it was that i wanted to make uh like a coffee table book as they're known full of abstract pictures beautiful abstract pictures using my guitars as the source material um because my mate Pat Graham, who is this genius photographer, he specialises in these really up close macro abstract photographs where he goes in on all the imperfections. So if you if you um ask Pat to take a photograph of, you, of your guitar, it'll come back you look at it, you go, Is that like it looks like a, a sunset in Iceland or yeah. something? He goes, Oh no, I went really, really in close on the rust on the back where yeah. you've been sweating. So that was my immediate idea and then the next thing was, a, I had the title, Mars Guitars. Well, that's a no-brainer. All right, okay. But then- Sounds this... like
1: the shop that has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't set come me Evans. Come but on, come the, on.
3: The, but the next thing that happened was this thing you're talking about with these stories of, um, I wrote the Smith song on, on that one and I did the Smith song on that. And then uh, now Rogers gave me this one and Radiohead used these ones. I had, I wasn't I'm planning on any of that. Right. That that came within the the process of making the book, which was a real bonus. I went to bed really late one night after doing the shooting of these of these photographs. It took quite a long time. It was very technical, and um, trying to cut out all the reflections, get the light right, get the colours of the guitars exactly authentic. Blah 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 blah. So that was a big undertaking, and I went. I got in home late one night, and um, I was in the car, and I went. Oh, wait a minute, that Les Paul. Didn't Bernard? I'm pretty sure Bernard Sumner used that with New Order for Regret. I've got quite a good memory, but I remember. So I just went back to the time when he'd recorded that New Order song and he called me and said, Oh, you kids. I used your Les Paul for that. Anyway, all of these these realizations started to come to me as I was doing this photograph book. Easy. So right near the end of it, uh, Noel texted me. Uh, when I say Noel, everyone knows who I'm talking Noel about. No Edmonds. It, yeah, Edmonds. Yeah. yeah. Noel Gallagher calls me. <laughs> 'Cause Noel's <laughs> like Madonna now, you just say Noel, right? Yeah. But he um so he texted me and he said, Oh, do you remember this guitar? And um it was the one that he did Wonderwall on and Don't Look Back in Anger. So uh he got that guitar from me, so we put that in it. I wasn't expecting any of that stuff when I had this idea for this coffee table book. And the other thing about the coffee table book was that when I was a kid I grew up in a very working class house and my more this is in the 70s, but more middle-class friends. They had the uh, big book of Mercedes, right? Yeah. And they had Zen book of British Gardens or British Gardens, right? Architecture books. And I quite liked, it was quite a novelty for me seeing those books. And and they're great. They're, oh, they're, well, now we were super used to them. But the idea of this book was, I thought, well, my dream for it really would be that people who wouldn't ordinarily buy a guitar book the photos in there are so beautiful, and the stories maybe are, are interesting. That it can be in households of people Forever. who would, wouldn't normally have it exactly. And that what, could be it, the guitar. It but. stopped
1: me in my tracks. I was looking forward to reading nice, it anyway. Course, yeah. But it's last night I was like, "This is fantastic." I said to my wife, "I said this book is." She said, "What are you reading?" I said, "This book is unbelievable." Oh, that's great, honestly. And you talk about Pat you know, sort of zooming in, or not zooming in, it's more, it's more sort of creative than that, artistic than that. Yeah. But he hones in, or he he discovers, it's like, you know, great, great like Hockney, he doesn't paint what he sees, he paints the energy behind what he sees, right. which is why his oak trees are pink and not brown, and things like that. And what Pat's done, he's photographed the energy, the origin and the experiences of those guitars. And that's why they look like sunsets because there is life in everything because everything has a density to it. And obviously the denser it is, the more sort of solid it is. but everything is moving, even a rock. And that's what he's got out of these guitars. Oh yeah, He's got the life out of these guitars.
3: Do you want, do you want me to tell you about guitars and Chi real quick?
1: you don't have to be quick mate
3: so I got very interested in this idea of chi like it, you know it's in Taoism and so your thousand year old philosophy but the, essentially most people know like life force or energy and um, what you know what will push a uh, what why a, a flower will push its way towards sunlight, and what's in you when you when you're exercising, what's in you when you're running now, when you feel good, etc. But I wanted to. I went to see this old uh, an acupuncturist in Los Angeles about probably about seven or eight years ago, not long ago. And um, he'd been recommending it to me by someone, so I knew this guy was on the level. He was really good. So I I, I was interested in cheer and I wanted to know whether because I had this thing about some of my guitars have got a real vibe you know, and um, when, um, you know, when you've been playing it on tour for a while, it has this, what you're talking about has this life in it and this energy in it, so he was quite amused by my questions, this guy, he was ready to do acupuncture, he wanted to rip and stick pins in me, but anyway <laughs> he, he, he indulged me for a minute, When I said I was asking him about chi and he said, well what is it you're talking about? I said well, what I know about, do objects have chi in it? He said, well, alright, this is what chi is, he said, you know, when you when you leave your house to go on holiday for two weeks and then when you come back in and you put your key in the door you walk in the house and you know the house feels completely weird and yeah. different, well, that's because there's no chi in the house. Yeah. It takes you a good hour or so to put the chi back in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all know that feeling. Yeah. Another thing he mentioned was like, he said, have you ever walked in a room and you t- two people have been arguing? They try and pretend they've not been arguing. But you know that you can feel Sorry. it. He goes, that's chi. So he said, what is it you want to... You, what's it you're talking about? So I said, well, do you think my guitars have got a so he said, a hundred percent, absolutely.
1: Yeah, more than most
3: things because of what they've achieved. Exactly. What they've achieved. <laughs> I you did there. <laughs> I didn't mean to. But, um, but also this conversation it, has chi it. And it's wood and it's vibration. You know, you've got music being vibrations. But I used to work and still do go in guitar shops and there, sometimes you see a guitar and you go, oh, wow, that's that's a really nice one. Now. That's like, oh, it's Pretty cool, that's like Peter Books from REM. I go and pick it up I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like every single thing is fantastic. It's like a handshake Isn't it? Correct, yeah. You
1: can feel you can exactly, feel, it. Yeah. feel the energy of the
3: other so being. So sometimes I will get these songs out of it. And being again being working class back when I early days, well first off all these guitars. They weren't called vintage guitars back what, in the day. Old guitars. They were just called old guitars, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now, now, now anything from like 2003 is vintage. I've got a vintage iPhone. Just
1: add a note yeah. <laughs> to the price <laughs> yeah. or a couple. There you go. Uh,
3: so they were just old guitars and they weren't particularly fashionable. But in the Smiths days, because uh, we were just starting out, I if I wanted to get one, I had to tell myself, well, look, you're going to have to write a single on it. First, it was write a song on it. And then as the prices started to go up, you know, 800 quid for a guitar, uh, I was like, well, you're going to have to write the new hit single on that. No,
1: It's a good deal you made with yourself.
3: It was a good deal. It worked out.
1: No, it was a good deal. Yeah, it was a good deal financially, but it's also creatively a great deal. Good challenge, wasn't
3: it? It it worked, yeah.
1: 132 guitars and counting uh, you've owned. You've also been very generous with them, especially where Noel's concerned. And by the way, it's not it's not gone... You know, he's been extremely grateful for it. Yeah. I, I love the fact that the John Entwistle thing, you know, you bought a few guitars from John Entwistle and The Who. Uh, how was that? How is it How is it negotiating with a hero for the price of a guitar? Do you know, do you treat it like you would any other negotiation? Are you over generous because you don't want to insult one of your heroes? How does that work as a relationship? Uh,
3: well, John Entwistle, bless him, he was a very kind of... Um, don't know about the diffident, he was like, all right. Uh, yeah, i got that one in uh, LA in 1975. Uh, give me a grand for it. Give me a grand for it. So do you know what? <laughs> he he was so generous. Yes. What I love about John Entwistle back then, he would go through a period where he would, um, mm, how can I put this? He would do, he would like customise his cut. He would like take like a Rolls-Royce and he would turn it into a, uh like an, an estate yeah. or so it he, he, he was living like proper old school 70s rock star and then he would flog a, fo- a few guitars to me yeah right this little oink on the way up v- really giving me super cheap so i'd buy four or five off him yeah. which is why i could afford him because he was giving me super cheap i think he liked me and then what he would do he would go on on a tour with the who and then with all the money he'd make he'd, buy, he'd By exactly the same ones again really yeah i thought it was great he's so cool i thought it was really good yeah so i ended up a couple of those uh that noel's now got uh that they were originally from the who yeah
1: what i mean what a what a passage of um, yeah it's all good uh lineage that is so i could can you tell i could talk to you about this all day
3: i'm really glad that you as soon as i came in here you were just oh
1: mate it's unbelievable buzzing about it so, yeah. much, so much I want to ask you about we don't have time we're out of yeah. time but a couple of things before you go did you, asked you the, I was going to ask you the, I'll ask you the last question next and what was going to be the penultimate question last Um you, you're asked every year about the Smith Reforming, right does the price always go up some years is it less than last year some years <laughs> is it more than last year how is that market
3: I think the last time we got made an offer, it was going up and up. Right. Market.
1: Uh, no, but you know what I mean? Because it, it's always like, because my question, original question was going to be, and how much you've been offered this year for this <laughs> yeah, mystery reform. Yeah, really. And yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, does, does, crazy, it, does it always man. go up? Probably does always go up. I th- like, the two bands that I think currently are being offered the most to reform are you and ABBA. And all bets are off on either of you ever doing it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> not, not going to happen. Uh, but I've, Pretty sure it keeps going up. It Keeps going up. It'd be it's weird it, if it, it went down. Yeah, it's got it. It's like dude. a game.
1: How do we get him interested in offering more money? It doesn't work. It, yeah, Well, just keep trying. <laughs> okay, and uh, my last question for now. And I wish this. I wish this conversation wasn't over because I've got so many more questions. The stories about these guitars. Any guitar, the, the, the guitars that have Smith songs in them, but only Johnny has the key. The Noel Gallagher stuff, the Rick the, and the Rickenbackers being different from and the, the restringing of six string acoustic guitars with 12 string strings, and what that does to a song. And ah, oh, you know, yeah. a, a six string uh, uh, fender that would looks like a four string bass, but it isn't, yeah. Er, go how soon is now etc. 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 Yeah, but my last question for now is for now, Johnny, to be continued, is you are a guitar hero. You are a guitar hero. That is it, that's what you are. You're one of the greats in the world ever since the guitar was invented. A, how does that feel? And please allow yourself to answer it. And, and, And B, did you ever in your wildest dreams with that toy guitar at five before you were given your first real guitar at eight, did you ever in your dreams?
3: Oh, what a lovely thing to think about. Now you put it like that, Chris. I definitely didn't in my ever wildest dreams. However, I had nothing else in my mind. That is the thing. Uh, I was so completely besotted with guitars on the TV, guitars in shops, other people with guitars. So uh, if ever someone was going to follow a kind of path, and we see this, we mentioned before with, with people who are, dedicated to sports and stuff, I was so single minded but besotted I think, and enchanted with what the guitar does and as I said, when I get out of bed in the morning um you know I don't I'll leap out of bed like wanting to i do leap out of bed wanting to play at the moment again, you know, so it's been magical that side of it, and um do you know um I grew up i guess being a teenager in the seventies uh, guitar hero was was a a word and as i said that was the that was the, the the sea i was swimming in the pete townsends and the um jeff becks, and, and, the jeff becks yeah. and the keith richards and all of that and um to uh that was the that was the goal really and the guitar hero whenever i hear it, i feel so um um what's the word oh mate there's no nothing better there's the, to, there's nothing better than me considered a guitar hero, I mean all right, you'll know this with what you do. you do have to work at it you you, you know i feel like uh you have you have to work I, I focus on the things that I need to get better at and then i, I genuinely do, so I don't sort of allow myself what to wander around patting myself on the back but as soon as you ask and you know I'll be really honest with you it's uh the you know being a guitar hero is like can you know that's the the best thing that ever could have happened to me in my life I think
1: and the only person yeah. that could ever take that away from you is yourself
3: and Correct. there's no better situation to be in yeah you've got to, you've got to, you but you've got to honor it you know yeah. it's like anything in life really you can't really you can't really keep your foot off the maybe it's a working class thing you can't take your foot off the gas
1: no well if you do uh, somebody will be there to take your place that's for sure and also don't waste time looking over your shoulder because you might miss the brick wall that
3: you're about to drive into oh yeah yeah oh 100 yeah Uh, yeah you know i'm 60 now and that's uh you know those brick walls walls have appeared it's uh here and there but uh i think you just got honor because it's a nice feeling honoring something anyway it makes you feel good
1: you can't go wrong if you honor something you can't go wrong it can go wrong but you can't go wrong and eventually it will go right correct yeah what about unmarred as a future album title what about marvellous I was writing all this stuff down last night I was just so mar- was, narcissism's a good one <laughs> marxism's <laughs> mar- great one I'm
3: a narcissist
1: yeah oh yeah um have you ever met Andrew Marr <laughs> Johnny Marr Marr on Marr <laughs> no that's no, gonna no, happen no, he, I bet he loves the Smiths I don't know. I'm way out. We're into Eddie Temple Morris' show. Eddie, I apologise, but it's Johnny Marr. He won't mind
3: because he loves rock and roll. Always great to see you, Chris. It's great to see you, Johnny. It's
1: great. And good luck with the tour next year. And everybody go and see him and get this book and get into your guitars or your tennis rackets or your your golf clubs or your knitting needles. Find out what your jam is and get jamming.
3: Yeah, be an expert. No one can take it away from you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you,
1: Vassos. Brilliant. Uh, Have a great weekend, everyone. We're out of here. Bye.
3: Love the
0: 80s? Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio 80s Plus.